All right. Welcome back. Circling South Sports Podcast. I have my uh, O'Day brother here, Milton Hopkins Jr. How are you doing today, Milton? Uh, I'm doing great. How about you? I'm okay. It's, it's Milton, right? I don't want to like... Yeah. Okay, I got you. Don't want to say something wrong. So um, I'm just going to get right into O'Day here, just off the bat. What led up to you ultimately attending O'Day High School? How did that come to be? Um, well, it started when uh, my best friend, Daniel Thomas, was going there. And I wanted to, like, go to school with him. So then oh, okay. he, he was, like, the first person to, like, mention O'Day to me. And I didn't know anything about it, so I just looked into it and tried to, like, apply and get into it just because I wanted to go to school there. And thankfully, like, they were able to, like, help me because I was a late apply and just, like, accept me. And then ever since then, like, I fell in, like, love with it before because I had a, a shadow day with him. Mm-hmm. So that was my first experience. So then they were just able to, like, just take me in as a student, and I was thankful for that. It's always really cool to hear, you know, asking, like, your classmates or other people how they they ended up at O'Day. Because I know several people who just never thought they'd go to, like, an all-boys school or, you know, some like O'Day, and, you know, obviously they ended up there. Mm-hmm. So. Obviously, you're not done yet. You know, you still got, you've got your, well, are you going through your senior year right now? Yep, senior year. How would you say that you've changed since you entered as a freshman? I feel like I changed more so, like, I matured more. Uh, I know I'm, like, very, like, I became, like, very more, like, outgoing as terms of, like, being, like, more respectful, more disciplined and stuff. And O'Day, like, shaped me for that and, like, I'm able to, like, easily become more interactive with other, uh, more, like, my peers and stuff because, like, I'm, like, really kind of shy at first. But then, like, I've become more comfortable just, like, showing more of who I am as a person. And then as a football aspect of or the athletics of it, it just makes me better as an athlete because uh, I love sports. And it helped me, like, become, like, kind of like a good recruit in the, for the next level. So I guess that's what made O'Day better for me. Oh, yeah. Obviously, you know, you still got that year to go, but I'm sure it's easy to just see the change after even a year, you know. Mm-hmm. So I think you've touched on it a little bit, but what what has your experience overall been like at O'Day? And you, you have touched on it a little bit. What, what has O'Day helped you with up to this point? Uh, O'Day has helped me with, like, knowing what's important because, like, yeah, you look at it as, like, it's all boys, like, but that's not really important when you're just going there for, like, school and sports. So, really, it's just that. And also just, like, like the teachers are helpful, the staff is helpful, and even, like, my old day brothers is helpful. So, it's all just, like, a one big family. So, it's really just, like, nobody's left behind. Like, nobody's struggling. It's just everybody helps each other, you know? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And do you have any sort of best memories that stick out from – I don't I don't know what house you're in, but stuff like house stuff from house cups to house games, to house activities or from sports or even stuff in the classroom. Really just the memory is really just like the house cup stuff, actually just like the competitive aspect. It just shows like everybody's like competitive and then like we're all united into as one in a gym just playing sports. Like everyone loves sports and stuff or love to watch it. So I really, those are like the best memories made. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's definitely really cool seeing uh, people get into something where people on the outside, I think they, they kind of compare it to Harry Potter. If you've ever 
seeing stuff. Yeah, the houses and I don't know. It, it's it's really fun. You know, I was in Kilkenny and uh, we had our run. I don't know what standings look like right now. You know, but that was uh, that was definitely something that you know you came to school and like, oh, we've got house football today or house basketball. You know, that was that was a really cool thing that it did it did brought people together. Um, this is kind of a little a little fun one. You have a favorite place to eat around a day, obviously when things are normal. Um, I mean, the go-to really is just Yoshino's teriyaki, yeah, or the um, the pho place. I like the uh, the sandwiches there, like the spam and egg, or really just like overall the food's good. I silly it's either between Yoshino's or the pho. Oh, yeah, I gotta go with the classics. I'm I'm in, I'm with you in that boat. So if you obviously. I'm sure you've seen it. I'm sure people like from class, well, no, pardon me, from teachers to even, you know, the stuff they've got on the wall now, brotherhood's a big thing, you know, and they tell you about brotherhood. How would you describe the Ode brother, Brotherhood in your, per, your your own words? Well, describing Ode Brotherhood is just like a second family, really, because like, not only like we're all boys and stuff, but like, it's like, many different types of personalities like you you're never gonna meet the same type of people twice really so really you just gotta like find certain type of like kids that you like mess with and then like outside of that you just gotta feel like uh find like same hobbies or like whatever you guys could just like agree on or something just to figure out like if you guys are gonna be like cool for because it's hard because it's hard to have a lot of friends in those day because like it's just tough to like be able to hang out with all of them because not mm-hmm. all of them hang out with each other too. So that's the thing. Oh yeah, no, I feel you on that one. It's uh, it is because everybody, you know, at least for me, you generally get along with everyone. You know, just because we're not as big as some of the other schools, but it is hard because you've got guys over here doing stuff on you know different. It it is kind of tough. I do I do I would agree with that. So this is one. If I'm, I don't know if you've had this personally. Um, but I've had this a couple of times, you know, if someone came up to you, whether it was a parent or even a, a, a student, uh, not an O'Day student, but someone, you know, who was considering O'Day came up to you and asked, they were, they were thinking about it and they just kind of wanted your advice or they wanted, uh, to hear from you. What, what would you tell someone if they were considering going to O'Day and they were sort of, you know, on the fence still or unsure about it? Well, all I would have to say is like, if if only the school aspects important to you and if you want to like hone in on your athletic abilities and stuff and just like being a part of like a separate family where like you don't feel alone and everybody is helpful then O'Day is the place for you and I understand that like maybe like the tuition cost is expensive but they're helpful on that as well and I understand it's all boys but like it's just school and sports. It's like, that's all you have. To, that's all you need. Oh yeah. No, it's, it's, it's definitely, it, it puts me on the spot sometimes, you know, cause someone's like, Oh, my son's considering a day, you know, what would you say? And it's like tough, but there's just some core things that I come back to like that. You know, it's like, Oh day definitely. It is, it is a second family just from seeing it from now. I say alum, but it's weird saying that after, you know, being removed from two years. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, there's definitely some things that I just always come back to when I get asked that question. This one might be kind of lengthy. Um, so obviously with the success of so many of the athletics teams uh, across the board from baseballs, you know, 
success year in and year out, a couple of years going to the state title and being in the playoffs. Um, basketball, obviously, with Paulo and Paul and uh, John and uh, Miles. I'm like, I forget people's names. I don't want to forget names. But obviously, you know, their run um, across has been incredible in recent years that I've followed. Uh, soccer made the playoffs in the last eligible year. I know that they haven't been able to play because of the pandemic. Uh, obviously football. I mean, you know about football, you know, the years past and wrestling with Dustin and I'm sure there's more I'd hate to forget, but what is the success across the board, you know, sort of say to you about what, how things are done at O'Day and just the work that people put in, whether it's the, the, the athletes and the staff as well. What does that really say to you? Really? It just says to me that like they're able to, to like help kids develop, but also it starts with just a commitment from the kids because it's a, it takes two and it takes the kids to like be committed and want it. And then if they have those two type of things and uh, the coaching and like the strength coaching of it, they, they'll help you back. They just got to understand that you are committed and you want the best and they'll drive you to be the best that you could be. And it's like they don't overdo things. They just do it perfectly that will fit and help your development. They don't try to stunt your growth. So they just be patient with you and just, like, help you develop year by year. Yeah, because it's, it's, it's one thing, you know, to – I'm sure you can attest to that, but it's, it's one thing to, you know, go and be a playoff team for one year. But to have consistency over years and to do it for, you know, several so many of these sports, you know, it's it's got to be something that – uh, you know, the staff does things the right way and just, like you said, commitment. It's perfect, uh, at least I think, a perfect word to use there. So I'm just going to jump into football now. What Obviously, you know, there are certain aspects that are obvious if you're a fan or you were there, you're watching last year's team that made the team successful from, you know, just guys pulling together and the run game, obviously, in the defense. But what, what the – did you saw like in the locker room or with your brothers um, and just being with those guys, what did you, that you saw made the team so successful, whether it was just guys having each other's back or trusting each other, what, what made last year's team so successful in your eyes? What made last year's team successful was we play like we were underdogs because coming in, we lost like over like 30 seniors of like many skill players and stuff. So, like, a lot of people didn't believe in us being successful. Even our some of our own student staff or student body didn't think we were going to do that great. So, really, we took that into uh, – we took that and we just played with hunger and and just played as an underdog every game, regardless of who we played. So, and I feel like in the locker room, really, it's just people had each other's backs and we believed in each other that, uh, when I go out there in battle, I know that this guy next to me is going to have my back. So that's really what it was. And just like Coach Kohler, he was helpful with like making like stuff happen for us and like being flexible with his game plan. So because we had enough uh, talent to do so. So that's it was just the coaching and uh, the players coming as one. Oh, yeah, that's definitely, you know, obviously, if you weren't somebody, I know that some people don't really think about chemistry in a locker room, but I always feel like that's really important, you know, because if you don't trust the guy next to you, you know, it's some things you're just not going to be able to achieve. So it's definitely interesting to hear from your point of view, someone who was in the locker room, you know, obviously being a leader there, 
uh, to hear what it was like in there, you know. So, and it's perfect that you mentioned Coach Kohler. Uh, what what impact would you say Coach Kohler has had on you? Um, the impact is that he made me look at the the game of football in a different way. Like he's not with like the uh, the new style of like passing or like fancy plays and stuff, or like even like a fancy appearance. He's just old school, like run the ball and just like just look as like it's a business trip. And then that just shows to me like. Oh, I just gotta worry about just the game, not just about like the highlight reels or like the the plays and stuff. And that's what changed me because um, many kids in my generation just looks at like highlight plays or like stuff that'll just make them look good for social media. While oh, yeah, colors just like about the game and how you look live. So that's that's the change he had on me. Do you? This is this is always sort of a fun one to ask because I feel like a lot of people have something that sticks out to them in their time in O'Day. Do you have a favorite sort of Coach Kohler moment, something that was funny or stuck out to you? Uh, I say when we played Eastside the first time, uh, he called a play, and, like, I called it. I called a wrong one, and it was a big-time play in the middle of the game. It was, like, third and, like, 12, and it, ha- it happened to work. So then I go to the sideline on a time and, he's, and he starts getting on my head because it was the wrong play I called. But at the end of the day, it worked. And he wasn't entirely that mad. But, like, that's my favorite because, like, every time he's mad, it's just funny because he shouts out God. <laughs> it's really funny. Oh, yeah. No, that's definitely, you know, it's – oh, yeah. God, Coach Color. Miss the guy. Um, it is interesting that you mentioned that. Obviously, something that at least I remember being able to watch it um, and the way that whole game went down, uh, last year, you know, what, what, what's it been like on it with, for your experience that, that rivalry with Eastside, because obviously, you know, that's something that goes back in O'Day history. And I know that people know each other on each side, each side now, you know, guys from O'Day know guys on Eastside, but it's still always sort of a, a chippy game. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's hostile. It's not some just, you know, two teams don't know each other. What what is that? What has been playing those guys been like for you? I mean, the only uh, chippiness happens like off the field, really, over like social media and stuff. But I don't really get into that. But really, in the uh, it's a good rivalry, and you can just feel the tension once you like start playing. But it's like not it's not really like talking mess either during the game. It's about all seriousness, and that's the thing about. Like, it's, it's a rivalry, but it's rivalry with class at the end of the day, too, because we respect each other, and they understand we're, they're, uh, we're good, and we understand that they're good opponents as well. But we just keep everything off the field. So then, like, when we handle business and win or lose or anything, we just know that off the field, on the field, we respect each other, and then soon off the field, we'll just shake hands and just be cool. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I'm going to sort of switch gears here. Obviously, uh, I've seen it a little bit on Twitter. Um, but so you've talked about playing on the defensive side of the ball, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think I've seen linebacker a little bit in there. But have the, has the coaching staff sort of spoken to you about a certain position? Or is it kind of just sort of seeing perhaps multiple positions playing it? Um, or is it just – or is there any sort of talk about that? Um, obviously – we don't have anything going right now, which sucks, you know, but 
have you had those talks, you know, with the staff at O'Day about playing uh, anywhere specific on the defensive side of the ball? Yeah, so after the season ended last year, Coach Kohler came, uh, called me up and said, like, next year I'm going to have to play defense. And then I was like, yeah, I'm down for it. But then, um, yeah, I had a preference. I was like, can I play, like, strong safeties more in the box and stuff? But then, like, a few days before practice, he moved me at free safety. And then at first I was kind of bummed because I was, like, telling everybody I'm playing strong safety and stuff like that. But then he came, uh, I came up to him talking about it. And then he said that why would I limit you to one side of the field when you could use the whole side, like the whole field? So that's a good point. So I just stopped arguing with him. Oh, yeah. Huh. No, that's really cool because, I mean, I've seen a little bit of uh, it. I know you follow Isaiah Simmons, and I'll get into that a little bit, but that that's uh, huh, that's pretty cool. Um, so I'll, I'll get into that later. I, I touched on that a little bit. I'm going to talk about that later, though. Are there any specific areas of your game, you know, going into – because I'm, I think it's still spring that you guys are scheduled to play, right? Is it still mm-hmm. – is there any – well, and then even going forward – are there any specific areas of your game that you want to improve on? Really just everything, really, like, from just a body standpoint, like, I'm trying to bulk up because I know I'm kind of too slim for defense, kind of. And then just, like, just work on, like, my speed, agility, change of direction, all that, because uh, free safety is tough because it's, it's, like, the whole field. So I just got to be, like, more, like, quicker on my feet and stuff. And then – and then really just like get into the playbook because it's a whole different position I'm learning. And then on yeah, and then on top of that, like not only have to learn free safety, they said I could play strong safety too, just so I could have multiple positions they could use me at. So really, I feel like those are the two biggest things. Definitely uh, a lot to learn, huh? To play, yeah, jeez, yeah. that's uh, yeah, being quarterback and then playing, jeez. Hey, I mean, if you take the time to learn it, you know, why not? You know, why not? This one's these ones are going to be a little less serious, I guess. Do you have a funniest guy on the team? Is there somebody that you look at and say that's the funniest guy on the team or do you have multiple guys that you could say that? I think is I think, <laughs> I think the funniest guys on the team is I say uh Taj Taj Dials, uh Hayden McDonald. Um, Justin Stetson and I say Owen Prince's is funny when really, huh. yeah. <laughs> it's funny that you say that because I was just about to ask. Obviously, you know Owen, uh, getting the spotlight that he has and committing to UW. Um, that was something I was going to ask about. You know, just because it relates to the sales sports aspect of this podcast here. What's your relationship like with Owen? Yeah, we have a strong bond, you know, like it started when I first became like the starter at quarterback, really, because he seemed like I should have been the starter and the whole time. So really, we just bonded and it started with like him giving me rides to like workouts and practice. And then soon after that, I started coming over to his house for like dinner and whatnot. And then I started meeting his dad, his mom and stuff. But like, really, yeah, that's just my guy, you know, like, um, We've been through it all, and, like, he helped me throughout the season. I was able to uh, help him as well. So, it's really just, like, uh, I'm I'm happy for him to go to UW and stuff. It's, 
and everything. It's just hopefully that we could, at the next level, either play with each other or against each other. Oh, yeah, that's – it's always cool because, you know, I'm sure you can, you know that football is its own brotherhood. You know, that locker room is a different a different bond. But even to have O'Day as well, I feel like that, you know, it's almost like, you know, doubles it. So that that's that's really cool to hear, you know, just – I don't know, maybe I just got a soft spot, you know, but it's it's really cool to hear the brotherhood work the way it does, you know what I mean? So, COVID-7, I do want to talk about that. How did that come to be? Because I'm sure a lot of guys, you know, they wanted to play ball, you know, so how did how did that sort of get into gear, you know, like, you know what, what happened to make that happen? Well, it was in the summer – like, me and Hayden was doing, like, player-led workouts for our team so we could just be on the field and stuff together. And then I brought up, I said, I said, we should do, like, some seven-on-seven stuff. So, like, I called, like, I texted, like, one of my other friends at his school just to, like, just play seven-on-seven against them. And then he was like, why don't we just invite more teams so we could have more than one game? I was like, you're right. So I just posted it on on Snap or whatever. Next thing you know, like, over, like, 60 people came. So then I was, like, we were playing, and I was, like, if, bro, I was, I was like, if I had this, like, more organized or something, it could be, like, bigger than what it is because, like, it was kind of, like, sloppy and stuff. and like Yeah. So then, like, the next, like, throughout the week, I was thinking of, like, ways to, like, make it, like, super organized. So then that – and then – um the day came where like a lot of teams came. It was like 12 at first. And then I got interviewed by Brandon Huffman and he was like, and before that he was like, we're going to call these. I said, COVID sevens. <laughs> and I just said it just to be funny. And oh yeah. That it, it, that's kind of pretty catchy. And then that's how it started. Uh, it's definitely cool to see that because, you know, I obviously Washington uh, not being able to play till spring and, you know, my 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 thing is is as long as like the right protocols are taken and all that, you know, just to make sure people are safe. I don't see why not. You know what I mean? So you know it it sucks, but um, to have you to have that happen, I'm sure you know. I'm sure it helps a little bit. Obviously, I'm sure you'd like to be out there with the whole team, you yeah. know. But it's that was definitely something cool to see, just to see that evolve, you know. Because I remember seeing it sort of pick up, and then you know as the weeks went by sort of the team lists I was like wow he's got you know all these teams mm-hmm. uh playing each other so I thought that was cool would you consider yourself like a commissioner of that when that all went down yeah pretty much was like I was like yeah I created it but like people like try to like um like bring like rules and stuff into it but like whenever like a dispute goes down and stuff people just look mainly for me so I was like yeah like I'm like the glue of it all basically Oh, that's yeah. That's definitely pretty cool to see. Do you have any favorite moments that you remember from those tournaments? Um, there's a lot of favorite moments. I say like, uh, we were playing Lincoln, and then, and then like some guy made a play on me, and then like everybody swarmed on me, and then like that's the biggest moment because like that's when the the world felt normal, you know, because everybody was laughing, having fun, just running and stuff. But, like, yeah, for that, like, second, it just felt like like nothing was going on. Like, we were just having fun playing ball. Oh, yeah, that's, you know, I feel like 
in a time like this, you know, with everything that's going on, you know, even, you know, with the election and obviously the pandemic, obviously, you know, it's, uh, it was definitely good to see that happen because yeah, I mean, when you get something like that, like a sport, you know, and you're around your friends, uh, and to get all these other teams involved, you know, it's, uh, I'm sure that, you know, that was pretty, I keep saying it, but that's obviously had to be pretty cool, you know, and I, I think that was, uh, something that was really impressive to see that get all set up. So, um, moving into college here, obviously you're not in college yet, but a little bit to touch on that. Obviously things have been different, you know, with this, most of this year, you know, um, with how things have gone, you know, that's no secret. What is, what has the recruiting process been like so far for you? Cause I know you've got some offers, but has that, what, what has it been like on your end with the way things have gone? Really? Like if COVID never hit, then like, I feel like I would have been in a better spot, but unfortunately it's not. So really it's just like, it's been cool. Like talking to a lot of like different coaches. I wouldn't think I would, but like, really just it's been kind of quiet lately or the past few months I mean there you I hear like stuff from like Boise State or like Wazoo and stuff here and there but it's just mainly been quiet but yeah I have had like a few offers but like some of them was like taken away because due to like scholarship money mm. so like pretty tough to like go through that so really I just have like one offer from Eastern Washington and yeah, that oh, fuck, that does suck hearing about that because you know it's 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 it does suck, but that's you know that's the way it is right now. And I hate to say that, but you know it is. I, I'm sure that has to be tough, you know. So, were you able to take any visits at all yet? I mean, before this, or was it sort of? Have you not gotten to that point? Uh, I've taken well before even COVID. I've seen like Oregon, and but literally that was before everything hit because we were at a tournament that week and then we were supposed to go to Oregon State the next week but that's when it hit uh, and like spiked and everything so everything got canceled and we weren't able to go so all that sort of been on hold then huh Mm -hmm. yeah shoot so we did talk about this a little bit and I did learn about the free safety part but do you sort of I'm sure it's changed, you know, did you consider yourself in any one position or would you rather label yourself as an athlete, you know, with the way that things have gone similar to, you know, Isaiah Simmons, who has, you know, seeing that stat sheet of where he's taking snaps at, you know, would you consider yourself an athlete rather than just playing one position? Yeah, I feel like, yeah, I consider myself athlete because, because I feel like I play, I could play multiple spots. But then that's what I feel like makes people most valuable is that, like, when, like, people are, like, in, like, taking, like, investment in them, like, say, like, a scholarship offer or stuff into, like, an athlete, they're not just offering one spot. They're offering, like, f- like five or six for, like, one for like one scholarship. And I feel like that just saves them a lot of, like, time and money to, like, go find other people who could fit those spots when you could just try to experiment and it'll just, like, be, like, valuable for, like, a scheme because, like, teams could try to, like, game plan against one person, but it's tough to game plan against uh, one person who could play five different spots. So that's what just – and plus the game is, like, evolving to, like, more mm-hmm. more people has to learn, like, two or three more spots than usual. So would you take pride in that versatility then? Yeah. 
Oh yeah, no, that's definitely uh, you. You touched on an important point. As things are, you know, as this game's changed, you're seeing a lot of guys who are able to play different spots, you know, and mm-hmm. I, I do think that's important. So it's definitely that that's that's definitely good to see, you know, and you know uh, that'll be really cool to see uh, free safety Milton. You know, that I was I, I was doing my research and I saw linebacker. I was like, okay, you know, talk about linebacker and then free safety. I was like, oh, you know, that's a new thing. So. That's what I've got for now, at least. Um, I might have to double up with you at some point when things get normal after the season. But do you have anything that you want to put out there? Anything you want to plug? Um, no, I just, I'm just um, thankful that like you were able to like interview me and stuff for your podcast. And like, I just hope that like this this podcast continues to trend upward as you get like more and more people involved and interview uh, more for more content for yourself. Yeah, thanks. I appreciate that. So Milton Hopkins Jr., everybody, uh, you know, I'm just going to say this. I have I was at a lot of the games last year, you know, and it's, uh, it sucks that I didn't get to do that this year. But uh, just just from talking to him, you know, it's just – and even, even just the following on social media, it just seems like a smart kid, you know. I say kid, like a couple of years. It's weird to say that because I'm not that old, you know, uh, but just – humble and works hard as hell so you know it's uh I I, you know I see big things you know and it's it's really tough to see the way things have gone for like you know you guys you know people in I mean you're a senior right now you know you should be doing senior things you know and it's uh it's it's tough and it really is it really is tough and it sucks but you know um in a way you you know you might come out stronger from it just being able to I don't know it's 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 a really unprecedented time and uh just I appreciate having you on. So thank you. Yeah, no problem. Baba Bowie.